0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Isn't that terrible to be stuck in an old mood? Something that was truly God-ordained. Something that God was truly in. God truly spoke to you. And you were following the right leadership for that moment. But now the spirit has changed. Now the anointing has changed. God said, I'm no longer over there. Now I'm over here. But you're still clinging to the past. Thinking that God's going to come back. No. He's done with that. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's KingdomRoth.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. All right. um, Mark 2, verse 17. When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole need no, rather have no need of the physician. But they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, we really want to start here in verse 18. And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast, or they fast often. And they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not? Now, I want you to hold, if you would hold your finger here, In Mark, the second chapter, or put your pen there. We're going to come right back to here and go to Matthew, the ninth chapter, Matthew nine. I want to bring something to your attention as we go further. In Mark, it says that some came to the Lord Jesus asking him the question, why don't your disciples fast? Almost to as as the younger people say almost trying to put Jesus on blast. Some of y'all too old. (laughs) Trying to put Jesus on the spot. They said the disciples of John fast and the Pharisees fast but Jesus, why don't your disciples fast? That's just what religious people do. That's what those do. So why don't you do it, Jesus? So there's an error or a hint of criticism underlining this question. Mark says that some ask him, right? They said that some asked him. But if we go back now, here again in Matthew 9, Matthew 9, let's go to verse number 14. And it says, now here's the same account. Matthew gives us just a little bit more information. It says, then came to him the disciples of who? John. The disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft or often, but thy disciples fast not? That's what I want you to see right there. Now flip back over to the book of Mark. Mark, the second chapter, once again. So when it says here in verse number 18, it says, And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John, why do disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not? So, who is talking from Matthew? We know in particular who's talking here. The disciples of who? John. More than the Pharisees in this case, although the Pharisees are in the bunch, but it's the disciples of John that are being very vocal. Now that's very important. We're going to get to that in just a second. How did Jesus answer? And Jesus uh, said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. Verse 21. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and rent it rather and the rent is made worse verse 22 and no man putteth new wine into old bottles least the new wine doeth burst and uh, doeth burst the bottle and the wine is spilled and the bottles uh, will be marred or destroyed but new wine must be put into new bottles now that's a whole lot we're really going to just dive in there tonight You got your snorkeling gear together? Let's go ahead and get in there. Put on your mask. Put on your apparatus. And let's go ahead and dive in the Word of God. This is so wonderful. All right, so the question, first of all, is being asked by the disciples of John, Jesus, why don't your disciples fast? Now, there is so much to that question. It is mind-blowing. Let's go on the surface just for a little while. Obviously, the disciples of John and the Pharisees noticed that Jesus' disciples did not fast. All right? Now, how did they notice it? How did they notice that Jesus' disciples didn't fast? Obviously, there had to be some type of outer appearance, something that the Pharisees of John, uh, rather that the disciples of John. Hmm. I wonder where they came from. Something that the disciples of John or the Pharisees were doing to uh, illustrate their fasting. They could see each other as fasting. Right. All right. In most cases, when. um when they were on a biblical fast, especially back in the Old Testament there, uh, they would not wash. Uh, they would not, uh, you know, wash their face or their bodies. They, so they had a, a stink after a while going on. Uh, their hair was uncombed. And some would even take ash and put it on themselves, put it on their faces, so that when they would cry or when they would weep or lament, you would see the, you know, the tear stains, you know. And so you could look at them. His hair is not combed, you know, and he looks as though he is lamenting. He looks, he has a very weepy appearance or he looks very tired. So when the disciples of John came over to Jesus they could see how they would fast, you know, and smelly and all that stuff. In modern day times, we would say they didn't even brush their teeth. So they could see outwardly the outward signs of fasting, right? Pharisees, their disciples, they could see it. John's disciples, they could see it. And they looked at Jesus' disciples and they say, hey, why aren't yours Fasting because we don't see the outward signs of fasting here, all right. So, right away, now we know what Jesus said about the outward signs of fasting, and we see the new things that Jesus is bringing, uh, bringing in effects. Matter of fact, uh, let's look at some of those outward signs uh, of, the, of the way that the Lord Jesus said uh, that, we would, that we would fast. As a matter of fact, He said that when you fast, we can go to Matthew 6. You can go ahead and turn there. Let's go ahead and turn to Matthew 6. Now, of course, the Lord said, he said that, you know, they're not fasting yet because I'm still with them. We're going, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But in Matthew the sixth chapter, he tells them, when you do fast after I leave, this is how you're going to do it. You're not going to be like them, first of all okay let's look and see how the lord tells us to fast here marks or rather matthew six let's look at verse 16 are you there he says moreover when ye fast or when you fast be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. don't walk around sad like those hypocrites so he's calling that he's calling that practice hypocritical and some that were in that practice we're just doing it to be seen of men. He's going to say that further on down here. He said, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Do you see that? They on purpose, they look sad so that men will see that they are fasting. They disfigure or they look sad or or they, uh, you know, they don't take care of their bodies so that people will know how holy they are. This is their purpose. The Lord says, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. All right, verse 17. But thou, when thou fastest, here's us, turn to your name and tell him he's talking about you. He said, but you, when you fast, anoint your head, anoint thine head, and wash, thank God, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast. That means take a bath too. Brush your teeth, praise the Lord. Don't put the ash on yourself he's telling us to do the exact opposite of what was done in that time remember there was an outward showing but jesus said boys i'll be going away after a while and when i go away don't do that matter of fact go ahead and anoint yourself and and the anointing oil had um, a, they, they would put spices in it like kind of like putting perfume on so you, won't, this, so you won't smell like the opposite right Wash yourself, wash yourself The opposite He said that you don't appear unto men Verse 18, Matthew 6, 18 That you you don't appear unto men to fast But your father Let's read it He said that thou appear not unto men to fast But unto thy father which is in secret And thy father which seeth in secret Shall reward thee what? Openly Are you with me? So this is totally Jesus is breaking something up here. He is breaking something up. All right. Now, that's the first half of that question I want to show you. The disciples of John asking, why don't why don't you do it? Meaning we see ourselves do it, but we don't see them do it. Why? So we know why now Jesus said one reason. I don't want them to be like you. I don't want them to be fake and phony like you. All right. Like those Pharisees. Praise the Lord. Secondly, now here's another underlying thing. The disciples of John really, truly, should have never asked Jesus this question. Never asked Jesus this question. Asking Jesus that question was showing their ignorance or their unbelief. Let me tell you why. Let's go to let's matter of fact, let's look at. Let's go to John the first chapter. Let me show you what I'm talking about. John 1. We're still talking about fasting. We're going to get really down into it. John 1. Once I read this to you, you're going to know how ignorant or how unbelieving that question was. Are you hearing me? Yeah. The disciples of John asked Jesus, why don't you fast? They were pointing the finger at Jesus and his disciples in an, in essence saying why don't y'all do like we do why aren't y'all like us okay John 1 verse 29 says now here's the testimony of John the Baptist here 29 said the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world This is he of whom I said after he rather after me cometh a man which is preferred before me for he was before me and I knew him not but that he should be made manifest to Israel therefore came I rather therefore am I come baptizing with water look at verse 31 again John why in the world are you out there in the woods Preaching, eating flowers and bugs. Why are you out there, John, looking like a wild man in the wilderness, preaching to people? Why on the world are you out there, John? And he says, he said, uh, he said, I knew him not, verse thirty one, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. John said, I'm out here so that people will know who the Messiah is when he comes. It was John's job to make the Lord's path straight. It was his job to make the, the rather the crooked places straight, the rough places smooth. it was his job to bring low the mountains and make a nice highway for the King to come down. It was John's job to say, "Who there he is, right there. That's the Lamb of God." I know I'm using a lot of colloquialism tonight, but I think that you understand my terminology, right? It was John's job to identify the Messiah to Israel, to God's chosen people. John said, that's why I was here. That's why I'm baptizing. Verse 32. And John bear record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode on him. Verse 33. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize. Talking about God almighty. Are you with me? He that sent me to baptize with water. Uh, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. That's the Messiah. John, when you're out there baptizing folk in the river Jordan. One day you're going to see the Holy Spirit come down like a dove on a man. And that's the Messiah. That's the one that were baptized with the Holy Ghost. In other translations say, or other parts of the gospel, and with fire. That's the Messiah. That's the Son of God made flesh. John said, okay, I understand that. And he saw that happen to Jesus. Look at verse 34. And... And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Now look at verse 35. Again, the next day after John stood, and two of his disciples standing with John, John and his disciples, right? Verse 36. And looking unto, rather looking upon Jesus, as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And what happened in verse 37? And the two Disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. All right, let's go back to the original question. Why was that an ignorant question? Why in the world would the disciples of John be on opposite sides with the Lord? Are there two reasons? One, they didn't understand what John was saying when they said, He is the Lamb of God. He is the Messiah. Follow him. He is the man. He is the man. Or maybe they didn't show up for church that day. Or maybe they really didn't believe. It was John's assignment to point out Jesus, to get the people ready to receive the Messiah. And John taught his disciples the same thing. Hey, guys, we're here to get the people ready to receive Jesus, to receive the Messiah. When Jesus finally came, John said on several occasions, behold, the Lamb of God. Here he is. There he is. Jesus is the one we've been waiting for. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And some of his disciples decided, "Okay." He's Jesus. He's the Messiah. Okay, John, we're going over here with Jesus now. We're going to attach ourselves to Jesus now. So going back now, let's go back uh, to Mark. Let's go back to Mark as we begin to close out. So we see here, Mark, the second chapter, that uh, the disciples of John were looking at Jesus and his disciples and saying, Why don't y'all, why doesn't your disciples fast? What you mean? You ought to be one of Jesus' disciples over here. Why are you still clinging on to an old move of God? God was working in John, but that day ended when Jesus stepped on the scene. John was needed to point to Jesus and when Jesus came, John himself declared, I must decrease and he must increase. His purpose was to point out the Messiah and make the people ready to receive Jesus. Now Jesus was there. All of his disciples should have gone over to be with Jesus. But there was still some clinging to John's baptism, still trying to get the people ready to receive the Messiah. And saying, one day he's coming. One day he's coming. But the Messiah was standing right there. And they were pointing at him. Saying, why aren't you like us? See how crazy that is? Are oh, y'all stay with me tonight? Isn't that terrible? To be stuck in an old move. Something that was truly God ordained. Something that God was truly in. God truly spoke to you. And you were following the right leadership for that moment. But now the spirit has changed. Now the anointing has changed. God said I'm no longer over there. Now I'm over here. But you're still clinging to the past. Thinking that God's going to come back. No. He's done with that. He's over here now. Are you hearing me? Now, all of this ties in with fasting. All, every bit of it ties in with fasting. So let's go on further. And so here are the disciples of John, the ones who really should have known more than anybody else. Their own leader, John himself said, Jesus is the Messiah, the Lamb of God, who comes to take away the sins of the world. Their own own leader said that. And they wouldn't even hear their own leadership. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Are you getting this? Amen. You catching that flow? So they asked him the question, "Why do your disciples why why don't your disciples fast like we do?" And Jesus said unto them, um, "Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them?" Now, it is the purpose. Now, let's go back over. I like the way um, Matthew 9 really tells it. here. So, we go back over to Matthew 9 from here on out. Matthew 9, verse 15 says, Can the children of the bridegroom mourn? And mourn, now remember Mark says fast, and Matthew says mourn. Why is that? Because true fasting is a mourning. Not mourning as in after dark time, night time. But mourning as in sadness or grieving, grieving for the loss, lamenting, crying out. Are we on the same page now? Okay. True, true fasting involves some type of lamenting, some type of weeping, some type of uh, grief or sorrow. Godly, a godly sorrow that will lead you to Repentance. As a matter of fact, your own body will testify to that point. When you're in a uh, griefing, when you're grieved or you're in a state of uh, true sadness, you don't want to eat. The body is so consumed with the thoughts of the day. I, I can't consider that now. So your body will naturally want to fast or push away because of the grief that's come on you. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. So fasting here again is is it is is um a grief of the soul. Now we're we're closing just shortly. Are y'all still here with me today? Amen. And uh, we can say too, it 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 will lead fasting will lead to godly sorrow. It will also help to humble our souls and bring us under subjection uh, to the Father. When you fast, you can't help but to reflect on the goodness of the lord and it helps direct your attention away from temptations uh, from the worldly temptations onto the comforts uh, of the holy spirit because one of the reasons that we do choose to sin is because the body is looking for comfort i can't get in the talk you're looking for some type of comfort. Folk get drunk because they look for some type of comfort. The drunk man doesn't get drunk because he's thirsty. He gets drunk because he's empty. Amen, amen, amen. He's missing something. Yes, yes, yes. He's missing something. Yes. He wants something. Yes, yes. He's lacking something yes. inside. Yes. And that really what sin does sin is the devil's counterfeit for God's comfort. Yes, yes, yes. God will give you comfort when there's an emptiness on the inside the devil says no you don't have to wait on god's comfort i'll give you sin now let this fill the hole now it'll make you feel so much better for the minute but it is a hook the devil goes fishing and he has this big old fat juicy worm of sin and he knows when you are out there swimming wanting to find something that would ease the pain of your life Wanting to ease the pain of disappointment. Wanting to ease the pain of aggravation or frustration. Wanting to ease the pain of life. So the devil says, I see you swimming. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about when you're going swimming. I don't know why people aren't like talking to me. When the soul is crying out for something. People do some midnight rambling or midnight walking and all that other stuff. You want to find something i i need something I, I need something i need something i need something where's my little black book i got to call up so and so can you meet me tonight can we do this and that tonight you got to find some i got to find some let me go out clubbing and do the stank leg and all that i got to do something i got some I got, I got this pressure on me i got to get off i got to get it off when you're swimming but instead of looking for the comfort of the spirit the devil says I got something for you. And he puts it out there and it falls right in front of you. Yes. And it's the same old worm that's been getting you for years. Yes. It's not, a diff- not even a different color. Amen. It's the same old nasty worm. Yes, it is. He just dangs it right in front of your face. Jesus. And just for the moment, he'll poke your eyes out. Yes. 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 He'll give you amnesia yes. so that you won't remember what happened the last time you ate it? Yes, yes. It is so true. A little worm would just dangle. Yes. You take a hold of it. That's the enemy's counterfeit for the comfort of the spirit. So what fasting does, it reminds us that God has comfort in his spirit, and, and it helps helps to, to dull out or helps to dull out the uh, the visibility of the worm, the temptations of the world. And we focus in now on the Lord. How many of you can testify that you got into a lot of trouble by eating that worm? Because yes, 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 yes. no. that, that worm always has a hook in it, doesn't it? Amen. You think you got it? Mm, it's so good. Mm, and you just swimming away, away and swimming away until some of you know about that hook yes, yes. Mm. and then you cry out for God to deliver you God take this hook out of my mouth yes. cut the string cut this wire yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. all right well we're not going to get to all of this tonight but the disciples of John here again confronting Jesus why he is not doing the same thing that they are doing But what they don't understand is that Jesus is bringing in something new. They wanted Jesus to follow in an old way. Matter of fact, let me give you the long and skinny of this and we're going to stop tonight. Stop right here tonight. Jesus Jesus tells them, you know, can they mourn while I am here? Can they fast while I am here? It is the purpose of fasting here again to mourn and to lament. Jesus said, I am here, but when I go... Rest assured, they will mourn. They will lament because my presence is not there. My church, my disciples, my body will mourn and lament for my presence. They will call for my presence. The presence of the Lord was with them right there in bodily form. The Lord said, while I'm here, the presence of the Lord is here. The glory of God is here. Everything they need is right here. But when I am gone, they will cry out to me through fasting. And the Lord said, I will appear. When we call upon the Lord, when we cry out to him, especially through fasting, you will bring the Lord on the scene. You will become more aware of his presence. His manifest presence will begin to fill your life. And his manifest presence will make the things that were wrong, he'll make them right. He'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He'll give you the comfort that you long for. So that you won't fall back into the same ditches again. So, we haven't got to half of this tonight, but I think that you got something out of it. Did you? Well, then give the Lord a hand of praise tonight. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Well, those of you that are here tonight, and those of you that are listening by Wave CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, The Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts. Because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So... Would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins And I confess, Jesus, as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.